Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. In this episode, you're getting Vert Force's top 15 Zoom best practices and some hilarious Tiger King commentary. This week, we hosted a Tiger King themed live Zoom training where we had a ton of fun learning about Zoom and joking about the Tiger King. We invite you to join. Buckle up, we're starting right now. Welcome to the Burt Force Podcast. Our show helps active duty military spouses plan virtual careers. Each week, we'll be uncovering the secrets of virtual work to help get you hashtag hired. If you want income sustainable from anywhere in the world, this is the show for you. We are bringing you everything from juicy job opportunities to advice on how to glow up for a virtual interview. And now, let's meet our host. She's the change maker responsible for getting over 700 military spouses hashtag hired and making a $15 million impact in the military community. Burt Force founder, professional speaker, remote staff augmentation specialist, visionary. Here's our host, Kimber Hill. Okay, kitty cat, if you're anything like me, you are swept up in this stay-at-home culture. I am finding it wild the way that we are interacting with each other and overcoming the physical distance barrier by using the Zoom platform. And a fun pop culture thing that's happening is shows are going viral, right? Today, we're playing around with the Tiger King because that show is so crazy, it's so funny, it's been a resource for so many lighthearted and funny memes, which I really believe our community and everyone needs right now, a little bit of lighthearted fun. And since we are such a creative bunch over here at VertForce, we have married Zoom and the Tiger King into a fun live workshop. We got a bunch of VertForce gals together and went live on Zoom to host a Tiger King-themed Zoom training. What do these two things have in common? Absolutely nothing, but when you're creative, you can make it work, right? (laughs) So this episode is taking you inside of our Zoom workshop, where we cover 15 tips on how to make Zoom work for you. And we also cover lessons learned from mistakes made on the Tiger King show. We have about eight memes that we created to accompany this training. While you're going through this episode, head over to our Instagram page, scroll them so you can follow along. Each and every one of them is hilarious, playing off of the Tiger King and Zoom. So we hope that you enjoy them. The way this episode is going to go, we're first going to jump in, talk about some of our favorite Tiger King scenes, then we're going to cover our Zoom tips. Hang on tight, the live call is starting right now. Awesome. So who wants to get us started this evening? Share with us who you are, where you are, and what's your favorite Tiger King episode or scene? I'm Jessica. Hi. 
I am in Jacksonville, Florida. My husband is Navy. Oh my goodness, my favorite part. Oh, the part where Carol says, if I wanted to, uh, if you wanted to have your husband eaten by the tigers, you should rub him in sardine oil and not, uh, not cologne. <laughs> I thought it made her look guilty. That was oddly specific, right? That yeah, she said sardine like, oil. Why would you say that? And then I got to thinking about it and I was like, well, maybe she really did do it. <laughs> Absolutely. In the sequential order here, I'm next. So I'll go next. Hey, everybody. It's Kimber Hill. And that's actually one of my favorite scenes from Tiger King, too. But also the part when um, we find out that, okay, so Carol had a multimillion dollar, like a husband who is a multimillionaire. Joe has two spouses. And then that other guy has multiple spouses, too. Like that blew my mind. I thought that was the craziest part when I found out that all of them are so far from being single. (laughs) Hey guys, I am Kirsten Krupp. My Oh, I'm coming from just outside of Seattle, Washington. My husband is in the Navy and there's so many good things to choose from. One of my friends and I binge watched this in about 12 hours. So we powered through, which is, I feel like the best way to watch a show like this. And I think my favorite part was when they showed Carol and Howard's wedding pictures. And he was like dressed like Fred Flintstone, like in the caveman. And it was just the most wonderful and absurd thing I have ever seen. Hi, everybody. Um, my name's Haley. Um, I'm an Air Force spouse. We live in Altus, Oklahoma right now, but we're supposed to be PCSing to um, Tacoma, Washington, depending on how COVID-19 goes in a few months. <laughs> um, I guess my favorite part of Tiger King was the episode addressing Carol and how her husband died. And one of my favorite lines that she says is whenever she's talking about how they wish he would they would find bodies to clear names, not for closure to figure out how her husband died. I thought that was really weird. That was really weird. Hey guys, I'm Angie and um, we're in Lesby, Maryland, which is like really, really Southern Maryland. Um, I'm an Air Force spouse and an Air Force veteran. And my favorite part was when the guy who snitched on everyone, but the part that was like the best was when they called him like a walking evil Chucky doll. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the Tiger King. Couldn't you just see that all over him too? I just knew from the moment we met him that he was going to be the snitch. I, he just had that vibe like I'm in it for me. I'll do whatever it takes to to look out for number one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emerald. I'm a military spouse, um, Navy. Um, I just moved and reunited with my husband. We were apart for six months to the San Francisco Bay Area. So there's not too much of a military presence over here. So I'm kind of sad. Um, my, one of my favorite parts because I was looking at news all day was the part where the, um, one of the employees is filling up a gas tank from another gas tank to another gas tank in an area full of gas tanks smoking a cigarette. So it's just like, what the heck? <laughs> I know. Like, what are you doing with that cigarette near, near all of that gas? And they don't even care. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen Wiseman. My husband's in the Army at Fort Campbell. 
And my favorite part is when they did the music video and they had a Carol Baskins lookalike and they show her literally feeding (laughs) pieces of her husband through the fence. It was just so like, A, she looked dead on and it was just made my day. So it was hilarious. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and I'm not sure. I saw somewhere that that's not really him singing. Um, but we were surprised if it was that he has a good voice. Just the lyrics are hysterical. So, yeah, it's entertaining all around. <laughs> I totally forgot about the music videos. And that's such a huge component to you. I think on YouTube, they've turned off commenting, but there's like 2 million views on his music video. All right. So do you all want to get into our Zoom tips then? We've got about 13 to 15 to share tonight, and they're going to be pretty funny because we're going to use some memes to describe them. We're going to kind of pass it around the room and let everybody share a tip. One of the major points to getting together on Zoom tonight is to provide everybody a little bit of Zoom training, especially because we're quarantined And everybody is meeting on Zoom. And when you have your virtual interviews for jobs that you may be applying for, they're likely going to be on Zoom. So we wanted to make sure that you get some hands-on practice with this. Okay, video chat pro tip number one. You should always be in an appropriate office setting. Not in your car, not on a bike. Don't be a Carol. So the concept here is sit at a desk. Have you ever been to a Zoom meeting where you didn't sit at a desk? I have. I actually um, got the position that I'm working right now as an internship. Um, I was working full time and I didn't have anywhere to take my internship, uh, my interview call. So I went to my car because <laughs> I only had 30 minutes. So it's like, I'm not going to drive somewhere just to park up at a Starbucks, it'd be louder. So yeah. And if you have to do that, you should absolutely let the hiring manager know your situation. Oh, yeah, I let the people interviewing know, but I didn't let the people, my current position because at the time, because I was PCSE and I didn't want them to know I was job searching. So yeah, rough situation. So that was really smart of you, Emerald, to tell them ahead of time, instead of just showing up from that setting. I would say most hiring managers are going to be understanding if you explain that you don't have an office that day for whatever reason, whatever the reason may be. But in general, you do want to try to make sure that you're sitting at a desk. I had a woman try and do an interview while she was picking up her children Uh from the, the school line. And so she's sitting here holding her cell phone trying to drive in a school zone in, in the line. And I was like, do we need to hang up and do this a little later? And she's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I forgot about this. So how did that make you feel? I was irritated. I was very irritated. Were you the ma- hiring manager or were you the candidate? I was actually the candidate on this one. Yeah. But I was so really irritated. You set it up. You forgot that we had a call. I reminded you that morning saying, hey, is is 2.30 still a good time to, you know, have mm-hmm. a 30-minute discovery call? Are we are we good? Yeah. And she responded. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's perfect time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So I called her. And here she was on her cell phone trying to drive. And then... Like she had the radio on in her car. I felt like it was really irresponsible. And it kind of shows mutual respect if 
whether you're the one booking the interview or whether you're the one attending the interview, set some time to time aside to really focus on that conversation, right? Just to make every make sure everyone is respected, everyone's time is respected. All right, let's move to tip number two. And Dina is taking this one. Well, tip number two is make sure you mute your phone and not have your kids around <laughs> playing the drums. Dina volunteered to be our example of what not to do. <laughs> Yes, my my thought process is if you would not do this in a face-to-face interview, don't do it virtually because you would not take your three children on your lap into an office setting. Don't do it at home. <laughs> and of course, we're talking in the context of job interviews, mm-hmm. right? And how job, job interviews are clearly different than all of us getting together and chatting for an evening or an afternoon. Minimize distraction, you know, put the dog away, put the cat away, you know, whichever animal you have, take off your Apple watch, your smart watch, put on do not disturb, stuff like that. Because one distraction, you're just looking around and keep eye contact. Yeah. So our meme for this is being off mute is like having having a listening device on top of your roof. And if you've seen this on the Tiger King, basically, they find out in like episode four or something, the FBI or no, what is it? The animal cruelty department has bugged his whole joint. (laughs) So spoiler alert. And that's very much what it can be like if you join a meeting off mute or if you are not on mute when you're not talking because someone may walk in the room and say something about your about your personal life that you don't necessarily want your hiring manager to hear. So definitely get comfortable with that mute button. Riley says, so true. Angie says PETA was spying on him, I think. Has, does anyone have experience with having issues with not being on mute when you thought you were on mute? Sometimes I forget to take myself off mute. <laughs> Kirsten, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say one of my biggest problems with when I don't remember to have myself on mute is if, you know, my husband's doing something like playing a video game really noisy or my dog likes to bring her loudest toys around me as soon as I start being on a video call or something and being on mute definitely helps avoid those things. I don't know about you, but my husband likes to come in my room and fake fart or real fart. And does your husband do that? Does anybody else have issues with their husband farting at them, on them, around them? (laughs) Who said no? Emerald said no. (laughs) That's just like scary. (laughs) Who says yes? Can I not feel alone right now? I see Kirsten and Riley. Okay, it looks like the population is split, but I am terrified that he is going to run in the room and go, like, do like a big fake one with his hands or something and not know that I'm on a call. So I live on that mute button. <laughs> I'm not, And I'm not trying to paint a poor picture of my husband. He's awesome. He's respectful. He's a wonderful man. He likes to play pranks and practical jokes. So, you know, whoopee cushions, clown masks. Um, just you name it, it's in our house. Uh, 
there's this stuff called um, like liquid fart you can get on Amazon and he'll like come in my office and spray it and it smells awful. He's a big practical joker. All right. Number three. Pro tip number three is Heidi. So number three, always be camera ready like the Tiger King. So that means when you're in a a Zoom meeting, an interview, you want to have your camera on. And we'll be going over more tips that relate to that. But one thing with the interview is to remember that you're looking at the camera, which is a little bit higher up so that you're making eye contact with the interviewer. And then when they're speaking, you can look further down on the screen so you can kind of see my eyes will be up when I'm talking to the interviewer answering the question and then down when I'm looking at what they're saying. Thank you for sharing that, Heidi. And that also is in our How to Ace Your Virtual Interview course. It's one of our secret sauces. So pretend that the Tiger King is your face on my screen in a Zoom meeting. Pretend that I'm in a Zoom meeting with the Tiger King right now. A really neat trick is to make him small because they're less intimidating. The person you're talking to on Zoom is less intimidating when they're small. When you are in an interview and you're you're full screen with the person you're interviewing with, I, I promise you, I don't know why, it's some kind of psychological effect, you're more nervous. But if you can make their photo really small, or their, their live image of them really small, and pull them to the center of the screen, opposed to what Zoom likes to do sometimes, which is put your speaker down here in the corner, or put your speaker full screen, which has you kind of looking dead center, and you can see more of my eyelid, instead of me kind of being shifted up and looking at the top of the screen. So that's a secret tip, and it'll help you with your confidence in speaking, and it will also help you convey to the person that you're chatting with that you're looking directly at them and not at the screen. Follow-up tip, don't tell them that you're doing that during the interview. They don't need to know. That's your secret, okay? Don't give your secret away. All right, tip number four, Kirsten. So yeah, for tip number four, while orange may be your power color, a prison suit might not convey the right thing. We suggest a collared shirt and or a blazer. So when you're getting in any kind of professional meeting or especially in an interview, you want to make sure you look nice. I normally put a blazer on because I think it looks really nice and it makes me feel you know more powerful even if I have yoga pants on below the camera. So I'm wearing a collared shirt right now. I am really thinking about how I'm presenting myself. Kind of like, I think Dina said this, if you wouldn't wear it to an in-person interview, don't wear it on camera. You want to do everything you can to show your best self digitally. I like that concept. If you wouldn't wear it to a real interview, don't wear it to your virtual interview. At least from the waist up, right? Because I'm definitely in my pajama pants right now. Well, you know, I've been in yoga pants all day with all our meetings. (laughs) (laughs) How many of you are in yoga pants or pajama pants right now? Jen says she's in yoga pants, Riley's in leggings, Dina's in shorts, Kristen's in yoga pants, Jessica says I'm always in my pajama pants, and my kids say it looks weird to be dressed up on top. (laughs) All right, number five. I think this one's mine. 
don't be a sucker and get framed in poor light or bad light. The camera should be about arm's length from your body and your face should be in the center of the screen. Who here thinks Joe got framed after watching this series? Do you think Joe might have gotten set up? I do. Kirsten does. Jessica does. Yeah, I totally think Joe got set up and that's that they were after his, his money and his park. Uh, so we're just kind of taking a play on that and telling you not to get framed badly. But the point here is that you don't want to have your head halfway off the top of the screen. And another solid point is you don't want to have your head kind of down here at the bottom of the screen. We should see about shoulders to the top of your head. If you're getting, if you're getting cut off, push your laptop back. All right. Any questions or tips or thoughts on that? Um, one thing I did for my interview, I actually have my laptop sitting on a box. I definitely think the looking down angle is better if you can get it on a riser and get that that down angle rather than the up angle is much better. Mm -hmm. That was smart, Heidi. And I think you would be surprised, too, at how much of an impression that makes on the interviewer, the person that you're meeting. When you show up looking picture perfect... It makes a difference. All right, number six. Pull your hair back. So unless you have a mullet, it is likely your hair is going to fall on your face if it's not properly pulled back. So keep your hair out of your face. Does anyone know why or think that could be important? I think it's hugely important to keep your hair out of your face because one of my like nervous ticks is that if my hair is in my face, I'll keep putting it behind my ear and then it falls and then I move it behind my ear or I'm playing with my hair and like having your hands up on your face and constantly moving like this is really distracting during an interview. And so you just want it pulled back. So it's not a problem. And also for me, I always feel a little more powerful and confident having it pulled back knowing it's not an issue and it's just one less thing I worry about. You're so right because you described two things there and there's a third component I believe is wrapped in there too. Number one, your body language, uh, constantly touching your face, whether or not it is intended to convey this. Like you said, it's about putting your hair back and getting it off your face because it's tickling. But if you're constantly touching your face, it makes you look unsure of yourself. It makes you look like you're second guessing yourself. And that is just human nature. That's just how we interpret that motion. Whether or not you are, it doesn't matter. And the second thing is it makes you feel different. In the same way that putting on your favorite blazer or your favorite collared shirt can sort of give you a little bit more of a professional air Styling your hair in that manner can also give you a confidence boost. And the third layer, too, I would like to say is the image that you're projecting when your hair is out of your face is someone who's confident and competent. When we have our hair down and tussled or surrounding our face, it gives more of a carefree, relaxed, almost sultry vibe. And uh, that's not really what we want to convey in a job interview, right? We want to convey someone who is a little bit more, I want to say uptight. That's not really what I'm looking for. That's not really the, the phrase that I'm looking for, but 
hopefully you get what I'm trying to say there. Maybe like you're taken more seriously. You're more focused. More, more focused. Yeah. More of a serious air about you. A job interview, even if you're interviewing for somewhere really fun and carefree, your interview is still a serious thing, right? And you want to you convey that you're taking it seriously. All right, number seven. Contrary to what the Tiger King shows us, baseball hats are not the best look on camera. This is just a funny one. And it's absolutely a given. Don't wear a hat to your virtual interview, right? All right, tip number eight. We all love our pets, but it's usually best to keep them out of the room and off camera. So, like I said, we all love our pets. They're especially comforting with working from home right now, dealing with things like social distancing and quarantining. I know my dog has been really helpful to have around, but it isn't the best idea to have them around when you're on a Zoom call. Like I said earlier, my dog likes to jump up on the chair in the background and make direct eye contact with the camera. She's really cute, and that usually derails a meeting. She also likes to bring her squeakiest toys in. And again, that's distracting and just unprofessional. It's not the vibe you want to give of, you know, you want to appear that you have everything together, that this is just as if you were in an office professional setting. So what I do is I shut my office door, I make sure I give her toys, a tree, or a bone that are going to keep her entertained while I'm on a call. And that usually helps. And we can't help if dogs bark or, you know, cats do whatever cats do. I'm not a cat person. But we can do our best to minimize how they impact our Zoom meeting or, you know, our performance. Because I know I get distracted if I hear her bark or if I hear the toy. It just kind of derails everything. And I love that you talk about Lainey and how she likes to bring in your sque- her squeakiest toys at the most inopportune moments. Mm-hmm. The next one is downloading the software early. Um, I think it's important just to help to, as, as with any interview, you should always um, familiar yourself with a software, with a company, anything you can familiar yourself with before an interview. Um, so uh, this is the software in this case. Um, you know, just familiarize yourself with, um, you know, the ID, signing in, getting the ID, the password, um, and then actually signing in. And even if the, the caller on the other end isn't there, you at least like rehearse it before you do it. So then when you have to, you know, when you need to do it, you're prepared and know how to do it and then get yourself familiarized with the functions of the software as much as possible. Absolutely. And you can download Zoom for free and create an account for free. You can run it in your web browser or you can run it uh, as an app on your computer. All right. So industry standard says you should show up to an interview 15 to 10 minutes early. Do you think that that's the same for Zoom? Uh, Why or why not? And then I'll tell you what I think. No. Because they often use the same channel to do multiple interviews. So what I have gotten from other people is that no sooner than five minutes. Five minutes. And we talked the other day about three minutes. You're, you know, you're pretty good. But if you show up 15 minutes early, you could interrupt their, the previous interview. And you don't want to do that. It, it kind of looks bad. 
I agree with Jessica. Does anybody else have feedback on that? I'd love to hear from, from others. I agree with that because um, at my current company, I actually showed up to the Zoom a minute before it was supposed to start. And it was um, the director talking with the vice president. So I joined it in the room and they're just talking. <laughs> so I now know that I just attend on the dot. Because like, yeah. like she said, they have they use their same personal room for other meetings. So I, I lesson learned I'm always going to show maybe a minute late from now on my daily conference call. Go ahead, Kristen. Were you going to say something? Yeah, because I, I had a question like when I interviewed with Becky, I just didn't know if um, as the interviewer is, do I call on time or did I wait for them to call me or because or just be ready and wait for them to call? I didn't I didn't know. Oh, these are such great questions. So the way that Zoom works is it's a virtual meeting room. So you just click the link and show up at the time that you were told to show up. You're not necessarily waiting on them to call but you're both agreeing to meet at a certain place online at a certain time. But Zoom meeting rooms are assigned by a series of numbers. My meeting room ends in 522. So one important thing to know about Zoom is you can have a meeting room for an unlimited amount of meetings. You could have 100 meetings a day and each meeting room could be unique for each of those 100 meetings. But most people don't use it that way. Most business owners and hiring managers use their personal meeting room for everything that they do. I told you earlier, my meeting room ends in the number 522. I do most of my work out of that, most of my video work out of the meeting room 522. So if I'm the kind of person who is scheduling five interviews today back to back to back and you come 15 minutes early to the interview, you're going to be popping in on someone else's interview. That's kind of bad on my part. As a hiring manager, I really shouldn't be using the same meeting room for every interview, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to change my ways, right? Uh, hiring managers aren't perfect. So my tip for you is to show up between three to five minutes early for your interview, no earlier, because you're probably going to catch that person off guard. I lost count, but we're going to hit on tip number 10, your background. Uh, Heidi, do you want to talk about the background? Because you have a really cool one today. So um, I saw other people have these backgrounds and I was like, how do they do that? You have to get a Zoom account, which is free. And, well, actually, I don't know if you have to, but now that I have one, I was able to do it. Can you do it without having a Zoom account? I'm not sure. But on the bottom of your screen next to the mute and the stop video, there's a little arrow that points up and you click on video settings and then you can go in there and have click on virtual background. I would like to add that you can also download um, an office background. If you wanted to go and you don't have a very good office space or a, a good space, you can download a, a free office background. They also have Canva backgrounds now. So you're talking about downloading your own image, uploading it to Zoom, right? Yes. Can you describe that process? There's like on Canva, you can go in there and you can create your own background, or you could download a pre, like just one of their pictures, basically. And you can download it. And then you go into your Zoom 
and you should be able to upload it. And that's not something I would do 15 minutes before the interview. I would absolutely do that earlier in the day or if not the day prior, because something could definitely go wrong and it may stress you out. Go ahead, Kristen. Uh, I was just say Pixabay is another resource that you can pull uh, free downloaded images as well. Awesome. And I want to step back because there was a comment going. Natasha left a comment saying that when we were talking about showing up three to five minutes early t- to the video chat, she said, I may show up 15 minutes early for myself using breathing techniques and getting into the mindset. And I really like what you said there, Natasha. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? I usually go to my car. That's usually my interview space. It's a way for my kids and my husband and animals. Um, and I usually go there, like I said, 10 to 15 minutes early. And I kind of just review the notes that I've taken for any meeting that I've really, you know, that I've scheduled, whether it's an interview or an actual meeting for work. And I tend to forget to breathe when I'm talking. Uh, so I have to do like minor little breathing and meditation techniques to like calm myself or stuff like that. So that's that's what I do. I really like that. Kirsten, do you have anything to add on mentally getting in the headspace for using Zoom or for your interview? Yeah, absolutely. So I think something that can be really beneficial is to do like a dry run for yourself of getting ready for your interview. You know, get yourself in the mindset, sit down at your computer, get Zoom launched. And you can even practice this with a friend. Say, hey, I want to jump into a Zoom meeting with you at this time to get myself ready to be on camera and be talking to someone. Um, I've done that with my sister before because, you know, professional Zoom etiquette is very different than, you know, FaceTiming with my twin sister. You know, I'm going to have to get mentally there and the setup's going to be different. I really like what Natasha was saying about breathing techniques. I'm really into breathing and meditation and yoga and things like that. And there's actually an awesome USO coffee connection that happened last week that I think the recording is available of that I went to and it was a bunch of military spouses talking about, you know, centering yourself and breathing and things like that. So even if you just sit back, tune everything out and, you know, take a breath in, hold it for a couple seconds, blow it out through your mouth. It's crazy what little things like that will really, how little things like that will really, really improve your mindset and get you confident and ready to go. I love that. I'm a big believer in where your head is and where your heart is, aligning those two things and performing well, being able to be authentically yourself. Before I had on my my own Zoom account, and even today, before I went on Zoom for my interview, I just go into my camera. I type in camera in the search on the bottom of my computer, and then the camera turns on. So I can see what I look like before I enter a Zoom meeting or Zoom room and not knowing, oh, my hair was like this. <laughs> yeah, I've showed up to a meeting before without checking myself in the camera and just going right in with the camera on. And I had to apologize for my bad hair day. It was so bad. <laughs> Because once you're there, it's awkward to adjust yourself and you don't want to adjust yourself or touch your hair or anything in that moment. 
Okay, so our next one is use headphones. While we've been talking, I've been thinking of all my favorite Tiger King jokes and moments, and it made me think of a good example for this. So when you've got your headphones, or I have a mic, and I know Kimber has one, which you absolutely don't need. You just need a headset. You want to sound your best. You want to be able to hear your best so that you're not saying, what was that? What was that? That's one of my biggest anxieties about virtual meetings is that I won't hear someone. And I think having headphones really helps that. And then having headphones or a headset or AirPods or something like that that has a mic attached makes it so you are heard clearly. So think about it as without a headset, you're Joe Exotic talking with no Pro Tools. And with a headset, your Joe Exotic's country songs where he actually sounds like a talented singer. I really like that analogy. I will tell you that having a dedicated microphone for close to your mouth or close to your face can in- increase your sound quali- quality exponentially. I think it is important for you to test it, to hop on with a friend over Zoom and ask them, hey, do I sound better with this headset? Or do I sound ba- better with this headset? Because we recently were working with someone whose headset would make a tea kettle whistle the, the entire time that she had the headset on. And pretty consistently, we were trying to figure out what it was coming from, but it came from a broken headset. So it's important for you to get someone else to participate with you to ensure that the headset is actually working. But just like what Jessica has on or what Heidi has on, which seem like dedicated mobile device headset, right? It works great. You don't have to have something big and crazy like mine. I have really sensitive ears, so that's why I wear this. Okay, so our next tip is number 12, and this is Jessica's tip, your makeup. Hi. Yeah. Um, I have been on calls with people and I have seen women wear really dark kind of um, smoky eyes and it made her really hard to see. So just please make sure that you wear a little highlighter around your eyes, tone it down a little bit and, and not, not go so dark. You know, you're not going out to dinner. You're not going to the club. Let's brighten it up a little bit here. (laughs) Oh, and can I add about nails? I have seen people, um, their nail polish is chipping really bad. And then they get to go in with their hands on the video and you're like, it doesn't give me a very good impression that you take care of yourself or you don't really care about your appearance. So if you talk with your hands or you happen to touch your face, Having either, you know, plain nails or having them done where they look nice, that would be good too. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that whatever can be seen on camera is going to be a representation of you. And one of the things that I always catch myself with is having this hair tie on my wrist. And I will catch it very briefly and I'll see it and then I'll pull it off and it won't be there a few seconds later. But your nails, especially if you wear dark nails, I think that's important. But the thing that we're playing on here is how you show up actually makes a difference. What the hiring manager sees is important. And it's important that you don't have a bunch of 
caked on things on your face that are going to prevent the hiring manager from being able to really see you. Two more, lighting and camera angle. All right, so we talk about this lighting in the How to Ace Your Virtual Interview course, and we absolutely recommend that you invest in a $12 or $15 ring light, LED light. When it's on, you can really see me a lot better. Sylvia says, wow, I mean, it's a pretty stark difference. And I think this thing was $15 from Amazon. You can get them at the grocery store and just kind of sit it up on a tripod behind your laptop. But the point here is there's already enough of a barrier between you and the hiring manager, right? You're states away. You're looking at two computer screens. And there is a concept in media called the media divide or the virtual divide, which is where you know that you're talking to someone on a virtual platform. And because of that, there's this feeling in the air that you're not really in person with each other. There's a little bit of a divide between you. The more that you can decrease the divide, the better of an impression, of a personal impression, you're going to make with the hiring manager or the person that you're interviewing with. That's why we talk about looking at the camera and looking at the top center of the screen versus looking down here or looking down here or looking all around. And that's why we talk about having the light and looking nice. Having the light is going to decrease the virtual divide between you and the hiring manager. And if they can see you better, they're gonna feel more like you're in the room with them, which is going to leave a longer, more lasting impression. All right, last thing is camera angle. And we actually already talked about this, but uh, we'll just bring it up one more time. You want the camera looking down on you. It gives the hiring manager a better view of you. When your camera is looking up at you, you're getting that picture of the, the chin and you're not presenting yourself in a, a very good light. <laughs> you can use boxes or risers or books to get your computer or your phone at the right height. Kristen, since you are using a mobile device, you can use a tripod like this to get your phone maybe up on a shelf or you could stack this on top of a few books to lift your, your phone up and kind of point it down at you so you're at a nice angle with it. Did we discuss um, turning off or like putting your phone on not disturb mode? That's a great tip. So let's add that tip number 14. Turn your phone to do not disturb. Put a note on your door that says you're in an interview. Do not ring my doorbell. Do not knock on my door. And make sure your family is aware that you're in an interview. And that's a big tip in our How to Ace Your Virtual Interview course. If you have an interview coming up, please go watch that course. It's 30 minutes through and through, and we kind of speed run through a lot of these tips, but we also go through answering basic interview questions. Okay, so wrapping up this fun live Zoom workshop, our memed out tips are on our Instagram page. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? In my opinion, yes. Did Joe Exotic hire someone to kill Carol Baskin? Ooh, I think he might have gotten set up. I just don't think he's an incredibly smart person, and I think he walked right into a setup. Did you know that he was arrested in Pensacola, Florida while I was living there? 
and I missed it. So bummed about that. Will Joe Exotic get out of jail? Ugh, I just don't know if he'll be able to get enough people on his side to prove that he might have been set up. Do you disagree? Good. Write us. Support at vertforce.us. Hope to hear from you soon. Let us know if you have questions about Zoom. Let us know your Tiger King theories. All right, Vert Force, that is it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate our podcast, and leave us a review. We really love hearing from you. If you need to find the show notes, which include all of the resources we discussed in this episode, you can find those at vertforce.us. Guys, I'm serious when I say we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode or a question, email us at support at vertforce.us. As a reminder, all content associated with the Vertforce podcast is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC. All right, catch you next week. <laughs>